0: Hi, this is Matthew Morillo, and this is a short addendum to Season 2 of Dr. Music, just like I did with Season 1. Again, this is a topic that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't want to break the pace of the episodes in Season 2, because unlike Season 1, the musical analysis was pretty intense. That's why I said before that it might be a little bit better to listen to Season 1 before you go to Season 2, although you could still enjoy Season 2 without Season 1. As many of you know, I'm a music educator. I teach at a junior-senior high school in Long Island. And this is something that comes up from time to time from my students. So I thought if I talked about it, maybe you in the listening audience can pass this on to your children or grandchildren. Because I think it's very important to talk about. And it applies to pretty much any discipline, not just music. It applies to all of education, as a matter of fact. As you know, students these days are a lot bolder than they were, say, 50 years ago. Not that they're disrespectful. I mean, sometimes you will get a disrespectful student. But it's just like the questions they ask are bolder. It's the kind of questions that you would not have gotten, say, decades ago, because the culture has changed. That's just the way it is. So once in a while, a student will say to me, I don't understand why we have to learn this, namely, music, whatever the lesson is, because we're never going to use it. Now, you could immediately see from that type of question where the cultural emphasis is. It's on use. Will this be useful for me in the future? What will this do for me? How will this make my life better? If I'm not going into the music field at all, how can this possibly be useful? Now, of course, one can say, A question of this type springs from mainly youth and inexperience, but this kind of mentality is very prevalent, I think, in our culture. When people are thinking about education and their future careers, they are thinking about practicality and use. And here's the thing, this is what some people miss. The whole idea, the whole philosophy behind compulsory education, or any kind of education for that matter, is not It's usefulness. It's its value, its intrinsic value as education, as knowledge. If you listen to a piece of music that you really enjoy, do you describe it as useful? Do you say, oh, that Mozart symphony was very useful? No, you describe it as beautiful, as fulfilling. It adds more joy and meaning to your very existence. When you look at a famous painting in a museum, Are you saying to yourself, oh, the experience of looking at this painting is very useful? No. No, you're looking at a painting like that in the same way that you listen to a piece of music. It's fulfilling. It makes you think about the human condition. A work of art is a thing of beauty to be admired and loved and absorbed through many, many years, indeed, maybe your entire lifetime. When you look at an image of the Hubble Deep Field, which is an image that the Hubble telescope took of a, just a random patch of sky. And when you look at that image, you're actually looking at mostly thousands and thousands of galaxies that are millions upon millions of light years away. When you look at something like that, regardless of the fact if you're a scientist or an astronomer, are you saying, oh, that's useful? No. It's breathtaking. It's beautiful. The fact that that tiny patch of sky... An otherwise unremarkable and boring part of the sky contains thousands upon thousands of galaxies, not just stars, mainly galaxies that are so incredibly far away. That is something that gives you pause. I mean, just to look at that and contemplate how small we are compared to what's out there. Just thinking about that can give you the same sense of exhilaration of this beauty and and truth that you get from great works of art. If a person studies to become a medical doctor, do you think he or she is actually using everything that he learned in science, in let's say high school, on a daily basis? He learned about an amoeba. Is he using that knowledge? Was that knowledge useful to him? It has nothing to do with that. First of all, you have to get through high school in order to get admitted into a college program, and then you have to go through a college program to get admitted into medical school. But that doesn't mean that the doctor is using, on a daily basis, every nugget of scientific data that he learned from junior high on. It has nothing to do with use. A scientist, ultimately, who studies science is doing it because he or she has a passion for the discipline. Of course, they want a career in science, but they're doing it because they love science. They find it beautiful. They find it interesting. And that very same scientist can have a love of classical music or pop music or whatever, not because he or she finds it useful, because they enjoy it. It gives them fulfillment. So when somebody learns about something... Although it could contribute to the person's future career, they might be learning a trade that will help them, education in general, knowledge in general, has intrinsic value. It's valuable because it is fulfilling to our lives to know about the greatest things that nature and the human race has to offer, the greatest works of art, the greatest works of science the greatest minds throughout history, it's worth it to know about all these things. Use for me is just icing on the cake. Oh, I got a degree, and I'm using that degree to get a job. That's great. That's very important. I'm talking about the broader sense of education, the philosophy of learning. That is what always has value, regardless of whether you're actually going to school or, like me, a perpetual student. And I think sometimes in our culture, the mentality has to change from what's in it for me, when you're learning something, to this is worth it to know, regardless of if I ever use it in my particular career. In 1903, the famous author W.E.B. Bois, and that's the French pronunciation of his name, published a path-breaking book called The Souls of Black Folks, which is a series of social criticism essays focusing on... Reconstruction and the progress of black society following the Civil War, and he spends a fair amount of time in that book speaking about the value of public education, not just education for black people, but education in general, the state of education during that time. It's a great book and well worth reading, but there's one quote that I wanted to focus on because it's very pertinent to what I've been discussing. He says in one passage, for every social ill, the panacea of wealth has been urged, and then he goes on to say, instead of truth, beauty, and goodness, wealth as the ideal of the public school. That statement back in 1903 is as compelling and relevant now as it was back then. He's saying, first of all, that whenever there's a social ill or social injustice, the cure for that or the panacea has been wealth, and wealth doesn't necessarily solve our problems. It could make things worse. And if the sole focus of public education is the drive to obtaining more wealth, in other words, if the public education system is viewed as useful or valuable only insofar as that it helps you to obtain wealth, then it is precisely wealth that the student will be robbed of, a wealth of education, a wealth of knowledge, a lifetime of education. What W.E.B. Bois describes as the soul of education, namely truth, beauty, and goodness. Think about that. That's what he values in education more than anything else. Truth, beauty, and goodness. Those three words really sum up the wonder of life, if you think about it. The search for truth, the search for beauty, the search for goodness. That's what life is all about, in my estimation. We all pursue a trade or an occupation to be useful, to be productive in society. That's great. But there's a whole world of knowledge out there that adds such richness to our lives. And that's the kind of thing that public education can give to everybody. I hope everybody out there is happy and healthy and you stay that way. Until next time, see you then.